Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump and I'm your host. Hey, let me tell you, this is going to be a fun episode for sure. We've already had a fun time off here. Um, I always should be recording before, but sometimes that could be dangerous. So, But hey, guys, I am so thankful for you to listen today. Um, I'm really excited about this episode and I know you probably hear me say that a lot, but I really am excited when I can find creative ways to help you reach out into your community And especially during the challenging days of the pandemic, um, this has become more of a challenge for some of you out there. And I just want to bring you some ideas and some hope um, that there are some resources and ministries out there that are getting it done, that are seeing God's hand on them and want to help you. And I don't want you to think that you can't do something like this. So my guest today is, is a part of a team that's helping churches be creative, both online and in person. And you're not going to want to miss this episode. So hang tight because you're going to love this. Now, before we dive into our conversation, let me ask all you guys a question. You ever struggle with information overload? You sign up for online courses and not finish them? <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh, Do you come back from conferences with just so many ideas and and you're overwhelmed and you're stuck or not sure how to implement those things? The only reason why I ask these questions is because I've experienced every one of them multiple times in ministry. And I've made a change over the many years and of repeating this cycle on and on and again. And it finally stopped when I finally hired myself a coach. And my coach helped me process and eliminate ideas and concepts that weren't going to work in my context and helped me discover things and put action steps and really move forward and implement with impact. And so if you need help like I did, I want to encourage you to go check out kmccoaching.net. There are some things that you need that will help you and encourage you. And so I want to encourage you to check out KMC Coaching. It provides personalized sessions where you can lean into 30 years of experience. You don't have to buy any books or any courses or videos. Just a live person who's going to listen and understand and help you think about some things to move you forward and start making that impact that you've been dreaming about. So check out KMC Coaching. And if you want to schedule your free consultation before the end of February, there's a special offer right now that you can get two free sessions when you sign up for three. So you're getting five sessions, but two for free. I want to encourage you to check it out for yourself. Go on there, hit that free consult button, and let's talk. Now, today, my guest is a, uh, just has become a great friend already. Um, his name is Brett Owen, and he's with Epic Outreach. And I know you guys are going to have a blast with this conversation because Epic I, has been, and it's something I, I've seen him around, but I hadn't really dug into him very deep. And now that I am, I'm a fan. So I got to tell you, you guys are going to want to check them out. Um, Brett, welcome to the KMC podcast, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Tom. I'm so excited. And I echo all the things you've said, man. I've got to know you these last few weeks and man, you're, you're one of my best friends now, (laughs) (laughs) but let me tell you, uh, who am I? Let's see. I'm a husband. I've been married going on 14 years. We're going to have a great anniversary trip this year. We're maybe even trying to go to Hawaii. So 14 year marriage. Uh, I have four children. 
from fifth grade all the way down to two years old, boy, girl, boy, girl. It's perfect. Everyone thought we would stop after the boy, girl. We're like, no, we're going for two more. So we've got four full household. Amazing. And then I'm a children's pastor. Um, I, I served 18 years in children's ministry at a church, and I have just recently turned full-time child evangelist, which I am super excited about. As of last June, I I took that big step and I am and I'm so pleased and excited about what God's already done in the last seven months and and what he's gonna do in the future. And I love exercising, I love outdoors, hiking. I know you and I have Yosemite in common. <laughs> yeah. We went on the Yosemite summit with Carl Bastian and yep. it changed my life. And no Tom, yeah, mm, it changed yours too, sure. huh? And then a lot of your listeners probably wouldn't appreciate where I come from spiritually on the legacy I carry. My grandmother was a child evangelist and she's been an evangelist. She was back in the seventies when there was no kids ministry, really. There was Sunday school and that was it. Well, she was someone that really was an innovator and, and, a, and a child evangelist that would travel to different churches with a group called the Sunshine Company. And she would take college students from their Bible school, travel, do children's ministry, skits, creative things, puppets. I mean, I'm a puppeteer now. All those cool things that we all do still today. And she would travel and literally do children's ministry and help churches start children's ministry. Her name was Betty Botts. And she's known, if, if some of the older listeners might even recognize that name, that's my grandmother. And I'm telling you, she, she meant the world to me. She was my mentor, my friend. I was... She had a lot of grandkids. I think I was her favorite. Um, <laughs> I'd spend the time with her. I grew up with her real close. She lived in my neighborhood. So I would spend the night at her house. She taught me how to paint. But really, I saw what she did throughout my childhood because she was my children's pastor. And by the time I was in middle school, my, my the course and the trajectory for my calling and ministry was already set. I was actively serving and volunteering. You know, I wanted to do the puppets, Tom. But my grandmother had enough wisdom. She said, nope, you're not doing puppets right now. You're doing overhead projector. So yes, I began my ministry career on the overhead projector. Mm. And that taught me who taught me a lot. You know, I had to do that well before I got to do anything else. And my grandmother was that type of leader. And I miss her so much. She went home to heaven in 2005. But, you know, it really was God's hand. And, you know, she mentored me by 2006. I became children's pastor and I served at that church until um, last summer, where I now am doing what she did. And it was neat. My pastor, when I left, literally said, I know who you are, and I know who your grandmother is, because she served at the same church. And he said to him, me, he goes, you do realize your grandmother ended her career in church ministry, but she was a child evangelist. So he told me and affirmed me, he goes, um, you picked up the mantle of your grandmother, and that's why you have to go. And mm. to get that blessing, I told you about my story, Tom, awesome. but just to honor my pastor, his name was Matt Hagee, um, to honor him and him seeing that and releasing me with a blessing is just such an amazing part of my story. And I look forward to the years to come and what's ahead of me. So that's just a yeah. little bit about me. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. You know, your, your, your grandmother implements a great leadership strategy. And that's not exactly what we're talking about in this podcast, but <laughs> It's, it's a great thing. People always ask me, how do you build teams? Well, yeah. I find the people who can be faithful with the little, That's who right. can run a, an overhead projector and be happy about it and put everything they have into it. Because if they're faithful with the little, they're going to be faithful with much more. Yeah. And so your grandma was very, very wise to say, Man, hey, I want to see what he can do. Yeah. And if he can do that, boom. We're going to blow it out was, and look uh, what's happening. 
she did the whole volunteer recruitment thing the way that a lot of people now and she would just find people like she didn't ask she's like come here you're coming to children's ministry <laughs> yes. she saw she saw people with talent and i think she even just believed that god could use these people and she'd put a puppet on your hand and makes you think that you were the best performer ever and before mm-hmm. you knew it you were doing exactly what she said you could do so she was that type of leader and i was so blessed yes. to be taught by yep. her see i think i think a lot of a lot of leaders don't understand that concept and they they're too afraid to implement that concept but i've been telling people for years you don't you don't need another course on recruitment you don't need another <laughs> class on recruitment you just got to go out and do the hard work and you got to yeah. find those people and invite them in to the mission and that's yeah that's what your grandma did Good. that's what yeah. my parents did with me i got the same thing um yeah. you know my first job was roaring like a lion for 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 the puppet script for daniel i was behind this curtain and <laughs> yeah. the only thing i got to do was roar um when when my dad put the lion puppet up i got to roar and that's where i started um there and is. i haven't shut up since so <laughs> So, hey, all right. We always start off our podcast typically with a why question. Um, I like asking these because I think they're important and why questions teach us a lot more than sometimes the how questions. So I want to ask the question for you is, is why are you working with Epic Outreach? What drew you in to, to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to step into this new ministry that runs alongside the church. Um, yeah. So what's your why? Great question. Well, Epic Outreach itself exists to glorify God. And um, we do it through entertaining experiences, um, engaging education. But ultimately, what really drew me was global evangelism. It's really about sharing the gospel. And um, our mission aligns with my life mission. I know from coaching background, I've been life coach, which I recommend. And I did some coaching and learned, was coached, of course. And my life mission statement that I wrote was to reach and teach as many children as possible with the gospel and equip others to do the same. So that really honed in my focus for Mm, my life. And I've always put that first. And now as I make decisions on where to go, I found a a nonprofit organization that does just that. I've known Epic and I've worked with them and partnered with them since 2013 myself at the church I served at. And we'd have Taylor and the crew and all them and Kazoo and his magic show and his gospel entertainment We'd have him come to almost all of our events because, man, he made it easy. And my (laughs) assistant who did a lot of the event planning just worked. I said, call Taylor and Taylor would take care of the rest. So I laughed because he was just so easy to work with. And I got to know Mm -hmm. him. We had lunches together and hung out and got became close friends. And I really will tell you the reason I'm here now with Epic is I think our, our relationship. And I really do believe this. God called Taylor and I together for this season. You know, God only knew what 2020 was going to be like. And Taylor and the team, they went through a long things at the same time at the church I was at, I was transitioning. And so to see our stories kind of come together in this season, that's really why I'm here. Taylor Mm -hmm. is a one of a kind leader. His name's Taylor Griswold. He's the founder of Epic Entertainment, Epic Ministries, um, and now what we're calling Epic Outreach. And, And I'll tell you, we're just so creative. And that's what really drew me to Taylor too. We could sit and have lunch and it'd be two hours later and we still have ideas just going and laughing and getting fun, <laughs> having funny ideas. Um, but I truly believe to answer your question, God calls people often in the Bible two by two, you know, Paul and Silas. And then you look at the disciples, he sent them out by twos because I think you need that brother in Christ and you need to uh, be surrounded by people that make you stronger and accountable. 
And I think COVID's been a crazy season. I, I left full-time church ministry to pursue full-time um, evangelism. And literally Taylor was where I landed in his in Epic Outreach. And it's I couldn't have asked for a better experience. I couldn't have asked for a better friend, which I think mm, I needed most awesome. in this season. And I couldn't ask for a better, better person to create the things that we're doing now. And I couldn't imagine, Tom, what this season would have been like had I not found myself a place like Epic Outreach to to grow and to, to experience this. Very, very cool. That is, that's a powerful why. And I love hearing that. Um, you know, some of our listeners may not know what Epic Outreach is about. So describe the, the ministry itself and what do you guys do? You got it. Well, like I said, he, he, Taylor was the Detroit Pistons mascot in the early 2000s. So he had a long career there with the Detroit Pistons. He was Hooper, kind of like here in San Antonio, we have Coyote. So he was that guy that entertained all the crowd. He's an which, entertainer. Which I um, got to say, totally blew my mind when you told me that. Because yeah. I grew up in Michigan for a lot of my life, went to yeah. a number of Pistons games. I probably was watching Taylor and had no clue. Yeah. So, Taylor I mean, and I have fun. met, just we didn't know it. <laughs> if you look it up online, he's got some crazy videos. He would skydive. He would jump off things. He was quite the stuntman too, but I, I've always thought that was a cool part. But literally when his career in the NBA ended, God called him to start a ministry and God called him to Austin, Texas, where he started Epic Entertainment. And it was an entertainment company that would do corporate events and Christian entertainment and schools. So from that entertainment agency and company birthed this traveling child evangelism show that would do churches and schools. And that was the epic show. And so he took his mascot experience, created a, an incredible mascot character named Kazoo, which you see in our shows. It's the funniest dragon in the world. He's orange. He's got these blowers that come out of his nose. He's got a round belly. I'm telling you, we do everything with those skits, but those skits are high energy and the interactive games and everything. We package all of that with a strong gospel message presented each eat throughout the, the program. And I've seen it myself. We've had it at Cornerstone so many times. And I just fell in love with that model of sharing the gospel in a fun way. And that's what we do every time we go to any church or camp or VBS. And that outreach before COVID, we were that's what Taylor was getting excited. We were in talks about me joining the team before COVID. And we're like, man, we're going to blow this thing up. And then COVID, boom. But yeah. I'll tell you, God has been faithful. And that's kind of what Epic does. So we, we, we've had the child evangelistic show that's been growing and ministering to a lot of churches and a lot of children in schools. But now Taylor's always had the mind and, and me coming on board. This is where I've kind of joined and helped out is we're creating a nonprofit called Epic Outreach and we're going to actually add on to our child evangelism a couple of their outreaches, which, of course, is school outreach, digital outreach, which we'll talk about, family ministry outreach, which is such a need in the church today. Mm. And then finally, which I see you're doing with your community and your coaching, it's leadership development, because my heart coming on board with a, a team like this is to raise up the next generation of child evangelists because there's a yes. need. So many people think church is the only place that we can use our gifts for kids ministry. And I believe there's power in being a kid's pastor at church. But one of the epic outreaches passion is we need to go and reach the children that may never step foot in the church. Yes. And that's yes. part of our vision as well. We want to be an outreach driven ministry to reach children where they are, whether through digital, through their school or anywhere they're at. We want to reach them. Yes. I just was watching um, when we recorded this, there was an online conference that's dealing with digital 
um, technology in the church. And I heard somebody refer to the next phase of ministry that churches need to be thinking about is a fidgetal ministry, physical and digital at the same time. And so I love that you guys are already ahead of the bandwagon, which is always good because if you see the bandwagon coming, you're too late. (laughs) So get ahead of the bandwagon so you don't get run over by it. So I love that you guys are dreaming ahead of this and going, hey, we need a physical program, but we also need a digital program. and, And you're doing that. So when the pandemic hit, how did you guys pivot this ministry? Because that's no easy thing to do when you're so physical driven. But I think this is going to really help some of the leaders listening to this, not just think about bringing Epic in, but thinking about their own ministries of what do I need to think about digitally, <laughs> physically and digitally. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so how did you guys pivot this? And what are some of the things that you learned during this season? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, it's funny to think like we're almost coming on a year. I think it was this, you know, you heard about COVID around this time. We're like, oh, okay. Yep. And we're like, maybe a two week thing where we shutting down. And then a year later, we're still dealing with it. And I remember this season and, and when I joined in, in June, of course, in the summertime, it was still rampant, you know, and we were still figuring it out. But what I would say is like you told, like you said, some of my background working at Cornerstone in a, in a ministry that had a television ministry and a lot of digital um, outreach as well. I gleaned so much from that experience of, of doing things with technology and to encourage your audience. I think everyone was forced to do that, but it really is time that we embrace technology and harness its power for the glory of God. That's one of my values. I think so many people are using technology and and the education world is using it brilliant, brilliantly. I worked at a school too, for a season and, and I saw what the school was doing digitally learning that the church can learn a lot from and children's ministry can learn a lot from. So that's another thing that I took some ideas Mm -hmm. from the school and digital learning and implemented them into children's ministry, which I would encourage a lot of your listeners to do the same. Look at what your schools are doing now, because the last year they have innovated in ways that you would never have imagined and way that they can engage students at home virtually. And I think we have a lot to learn in the kids ministry world and how to harness that technology as well. For sure. Um, but ultimately, let me say this. And during the pandemic, it's been a challenge spiritually, emotionally, um, you know, just even not only the pandemic, but me uh, leaving one full time job to start a new one. That's a, a shaking. And some a would say that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I took a leap of faith, literally. And, and some people were kind of you had had people giving me wise counsel saying, are you sure? Are you sure? It's, it's the right time. And I really felt and I prayed. Mm. I'll tell you, I prayed. I didn't, mm. I, and, and everyone knows in, in the way I left, I left, it wasn't like, oh, I made a decision. It was probably a year discernment that led me to that. But I want to tell your audience and even you, Tom, we talked about it. The best thing I can say during the pandemic and during the season is that we trusted God and mm-hmm. we got to experience his faithfulness um, in so many ways. You know, God brought Epic through. We were surprised by it, all of us. We lost, we, a lot of our shows got canceled, all of our yeah. shows, most of them. We had a yeah. few sprinkled there and we did some socially distanced and COVID friendly shows. We did some virtual ones through that season, but literally what we saw was a time to slow down, evaluate and trust God, never give up. When Taylor and I got determined, we got creative and I, I think there were seasons too, where we surrounded ourselves with people that were doing a lot of innovation and we leaned, leaned into their experiences and what they were doing. And one of the things we saw was they were looking at the problems that were now 
becoming a reality, the problems people were facing and trying to solve those problems and meet those needs. And so we started looking at that area. And of course, schools were coming back in the new year and fall. And we said, we can do a digital uh, school assembly. So we launched what was called Epic, uh, the Epic Show, the Digital School Assembly. And we, we partnered with a lot of schools on that. And it was really cool because we learned so much from that. And, and that taught us a lot. And it even has prepared us now for what we're doing digitally to help churches engage families at home. And we're super excited about that. But ultimately, how did we pivot? Man, we did it like everyone else. We, we suffered for a while and we trust, but we trusted God. And I can tell you this too, as I kind of conclude this answer, it's like the three things that I asked God for in this season was strength, because we all need it. Strength is something that can be depleted when you're discouraged. I asked God for strength. I asked him for courage because I needed courage, of course, to, to pursue the calling of God on my life to do that. And then finally, I asked for wisdom. And what the Lord has taught me is that, you know, as well as scripturally, when you ask for wisdom, it's something that he gives you. And I have found that the wisdom is the walking in the presence of God. Wisdom is experienced in the Holy Spirit. Wisdom is personified in the Bible as a person. And I really believe that when you walk with God, his personal relationship with you provides all the wisdom you need and all the guidance. Um, and even in this season, I'll tell you one more thing. I'm always a very fast paced person. You know, my ministry <laughs> career is always on to the next thing, always running. And COVID has slowed me down and I'm not as hurried anymore, which if people know me any that's the biggest testimony. I'm not going to be a hurried leader anymore. And I know this speaks well to you, Tom, as a life coach. <laughs> mm. You probably would have, if you would have coached me a few years ago, you would have said, slow down. <laughs> well, I've slowed down and I'm more, more thankful for that than anything else. Yeah, I, I think COVID has taught us all, including myself. I mean, I, I, I'm always going Mach 3 with my hair on fire. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's taught me to run more at a sustainable pace. Um, and I harp on that a lot with those that I coach and mentor. Um, and, and with the new ministry of restoring leaders, that's what it's all going to be about is helping leaders find sustainable pace. Yeah. Because I really think, you know, Jesus was effective, not just, be, and this will sound, ooh, you know, I'm going to push some theological boundaries, but I'm not trying to be heretical here. But Jesus in his humanness found his sustainable pace. That's right. And when he would minister to people, he would stop and he would take off and he would push out into a boat and take a nap or he'd go up on the mountain and he would pray. He would separate himself from the people and find solitude and silence. And I just don't see us as church leaders, as students of the word, modeling what our savior yeah. and our role model, our lead shepherd did. You know, we're not and that. That's part of the reason why burnout is so high. And that's why so many leaders are crashing um, yeah. is because they haven't taken a, a play out of Jesus's playbook, so to speak, and, and duplicated it. And, and so I'm glad to hear you say that. Cause yeah, as, as somebody who now, who, who has <laughs> done the crazy leap of faith into coaching and, 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 and launching his own ministries, um, two at the same time, um, yeah. so to speak, in, in a pandemic. Well, one was before the pandemic, but one came after and during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I get it. I, I see I see what you were wrestling with. And I think that's what a lot of our leaders that are listening are wrestling with is, is this whole thing. And so 
I want you to speak to them because I think there's some lessons that you guys learned that churches could apply during this time. So what are some of those things that that you could speak to, to the leaders to say, hey, here's some lessons we learned. Here's some things that you can you could use yourself. Sure. Kind of on the topic we're talking about right now is that I think that it's it's leadership has been a healthy trend right now. Everyone's talking about it in church circles and it's a big mm-hmm. thing, leadership culture. And I think that is important because I think when you find a healthy culture, you're going to find also the fruit of that, of that ministry bearing oh, great fruit and great impact. And so one of the things I've admired being here, and I can encourage any church to work pursuit that pursue this as well, is that the team we've created, we've kind of really all held each other accountable to make sure our marriages are strong, make sure our families are strong. And that way, when those things are aligned, the ministry is so much easier. I, I mm, really can tell true. you that one thing I've learned is that Taylor has modeled that. And, you know, and, and Daniel, I traveled with our other, my other teammate, Daniel, and his wife will actually come on the event and his son will come sometimes too. And I mean, he's putting family first in the midst of being a traveling evangelist. And I see that as being modeled. And so that's one thing I would encourage the children's pastors and leaders listening yes. now is to pursue that because the better healthy you are, it's the better your ministry is going to be, even in the midst of a pandemic and all the challenges and the stress and the unknown that we're experiencing as, as church leaders. But then I would say, don't give up. I come from a background in the ministry that is very, you know, vision oriented and never give up. And we had some incredible visionary leadership, but persevere and focus on the kids. I remember a conversation one time in ministry with my mother years and years ago, probably when I was a young children's pastor and I was just overwhelmed and I wanted to almost give up Tom, but I remember these words and they echoed in my mind. My mom said the children deserve better. And mm-hmm. she put my focus back where it belongs on reaching children. And that resonated with me. And she was right because the children of this generation, the generation that we're trying to reach deserve the best yes. and they need the best and they need the best you. They need, they need you to be a vessel of honor that can minister the gospel to them. And my mom taught me that many years ago. And that's been something that I can remember that conversation in my mind whenever I'm going through it. So number one, don't give up. Um, I also would encourage others, and I'm guilty of this all the time. Don't compare yourself to other leaders or other ministries, because I read a devotion just a couple of weeks ago about, about the, the field that you are to plow and to bear fruit in is yours. Mm. And you're not looking at some farmer down the road and saying, I want that. No, God's given you this field. He's given you that church or that ministry. And, you, and everyone on social media only presents the best picture of who they really are, what they want the world to see. So when you look at social media, comparison trap is a dangerous one yeah, it is, um, it and, is. and it's not healthy either. And then I think going back to what we've been talking about, which is I knew we, we had our conversation a few days ago and I knew that you and I would talk a lot about this area, but stay healthy spiritually and emotionally. Um, mm. That's been the biggest key for me. I think in ministry, it's so easy to give, give, give. And then, and it's a common thing that we talk about, but it really is a reality. We need to check ourselves and, and yes. stay healthy. Um, and then finally, the last That's thing I'd so recommend good. in this season, get creative and don't be afraid to try something new. Uh, working on the team that I have now, you know, there, there was always a fear in me to, to do something and fail. I think that's something. I'm a high achiever. I'm an A student. If you tell me to get a B or a C, I'm going to struggle. But I'm learning that sometimes a B or a C is necessary in order to get the A in the future. Yes. So I'm learning now to work hard, try hard, do something crazy and experiment 
more than ever because this is a season to try some new things and to glean from from like I said, school and outreach that other education that's things that they're doing and start applying it to ministry and seeing if those type of ideas help. Oh man, you're you're speaking my language right now because it's yeah. it's one it's one of those things that I keep. I've I've talked about it. If if people that are regular podcast listeners know, they've heard me say it. They've seen me talk about it in the Facebook group. Um, is is that look? Don't try to go back to the old normal. Yeah, uh, we've got a new now in front of us, and I truly believe, you know, if the old normal was working so great, why weren't the churches just blowing it out, That's winning right. people to Jesus, and and just overflowing at the the, the at the walls? You know, they got they just don't have room for people. We weren't seeing churches experiencing a lot of that. Yeah, we have been seeing a lot of people come to Christ during this season, Amen. which would be counterintuitive. You'd be thinking, hold it. We're not doing as much. We're not offering as much. We don't have all the big productions. How is this possible? You know? yeah. Well, maybe it's because God's saying, hey, let's get back to the basics and let's remember what's truly important. And I, I just keep harping on this and I'm going to keep beating this drum to the children's ministry community that we have got to start thinking new. We have got to start looking and you know, but I, I already see it. Everybody's already into, oh, we got to have the traditional Easter thing and we've got to have traditional Bible school. And I'm going, come on, people. No kid on the street that doesn't come to your church is going, gee, I wonder if they're really going to have their egg hunt this year. Or gee, I wonder if they're going to have vacation Bible school. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm just saying, is it the best? I just want people to be wrestling with that a little bit. And I want yeah. to wrestle with that in our own community. So I'm glad that you guys are thinking about this. Plus, I also think that it's pushing us back to, we got to have everybody on the physical campus. We got to have yeah. the physical, we got to have the yeah. physical. And one of the things that really has intrigued me about what you and Taylor are doing in your team yeah. at Epic Outreach is that you are looking at the digital stuff and you are thinking about what can we do in a quality way to, to help churches. And so give us some ideas of what, um, how you guys are helping with this digital ministry field and what should some of the churches start be thinking about? Because this is now, and this is futuristic. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, like I said, if we wait for the bandwagon, we're too late. Exactly. Um, right. And oftentimes nine times out of 10, the church is too late. Um, and yeah. our culture is just already gone beyond us. So help us think about some things that you guys are doing um, because I know you've got some really cool resources too. Um, and that what I want to talk, I want you to talk about, but sure. how can churches start thinking about this digital ministry field? Yeah, I think it is. It's an incredible opportunity. We have the, the generation we minister to, as we all know, are digital natives. They literally have grown up with an iPad or an iPod or anything in their hands. They, they are yes. connected to screens. And so that's how they learn. That's how they receive. And that's, that's where we need to reach them. And so one of my backgrounds too, I've been passionate about technology since I was in college and I kind of grew up with the iPhone and everything. I remember what's crazy. iPhone came out in 2008. Can you believe it? Like that revolutionized everything. I mean, it's just, so I remember when that iPhone came out, I was like, this is the coolest thing. And I've done websites and I've done everything. And so God has kind of prepared me through this digital revel, innovative time period of the last 12 years 
that where I come now, I've come with some video background. I come with some web development. I come with these, a lot of the things I've gotten excited about through the years. It's like God is using all those things to now kind of solve some problems and help children's ministries. And one of the things we looked at, we talked to a lot of our friends and you know, I noticed there was a big, big uh, emphasis on reaching families at home when the, when the impact, when the COVID started, we all got creative on ways to give things at home and engage parents and help parents. Well, parents were at that time were overwhelmed with how do I do digital learning at home, let alone now do kids church at home. So we were trying to ask all these parents to become kids pastors at home. And I don't know how well that worked. <laughs> and Not I talked to good. a lot of friends and, and, and even my own family and my sister-in-law who has kids like doing virtual church at home with elementary children or even preschool for that matter is virtually impossible. So one of the things we did is we said, okay, how can we support the churches that we've already partnered with and other churches to help them engage families at home and digitally? So we came up with these Easter experiences. We have ones called the Easter experiences, one of the ones we're working on, excuse me, but we have these family experiences that are going to be designed to engage families at home, but it's all digital, no printing, no prep, and it's a done for you solution because a lot of these parents don't know how or don't even have the time to lead their own devotion. This is kind of a done for them solution. So they can enjoy the first product we released last month in January was a Valentine's resource called The Sweet Life which combined the fun experience of an escape room yeah, with, with practical ministry devotions. But I was excited about it because we did all this candy and we had all this fun and, and you go through these puzzles and it's this adventure through a candy factory and one of the machines malfunction and everything goes crazy and you solve a puzzle to reset the machine and then you get to the vault where there's a secret recipe and you have to solve a puzzle and the recipe vault opens up and you get the gummy bear recipe to make with your family. But the most, my favorite part is there's a part in the whole experience where someone makes a mistake and it was an opportunity to share the gospel. And mm. we shared the gospel in a powerful way, but basically we're doing it in a way that engages families. That is fun. It's, it's sharing your faith through fun and it's something that any family can do. And I'm super excited because the next one that's coming out is Easter and it'll be coming out soon. And it's called Easter Escape, an out of this world adventure space (laughs) theme. I'm working on it now. The most powerful gospel message I can put into it, an awesome theme. And it's a, it's a journey that your family can go on together and have so much fun um, on a family game night, basically. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think, you know, hey guys, you know, it's, I know this, this podcast is going to be releasing um, really close to Valentine's Day, but it's still not too late to even try that because February is the month of love. So you can do it anytime. You don't have to wait just for Valentine's weekend. But the Easter thing, guys, is, is just going to be pretty spectacular. And again, it's something totally different. It's, it's allowing people to, to come where, you know, be where they are and for families to be together. It's simple. Yeah. You're going to want to get your hands on this and check it out. Um, I really believe because I think this is the kind of things we have to be thinking about that because we have low volunteers right now, we, we are stretched thin. A lot of y'all are tired, um, from, from producing your own things and wondering how do I get more engagement? Well, I think these guys have figured out some of the pieces of how to increase engagement. And that is, I mean, again, going back to the conference that I've been watching online this week, mm-hmm. people are talking more. And one of the things that one of the speakers said is we have got to change the mindset from attendance taking to engagement tracking. 
That's good. Um, and, and that th- thinking in smaller steps for engagement and creating simpler things for families to engage um, and to, to see that engagement move in. Um, I mean, they were, it was simple things like saying, you know, just the change of our language of saying, Hey, don't say, Hey, thanks for watching online with us because we're creating this. Again, we're fostering the consumeristic. I'm just watching. I'm an observer to, Hey, thanks for engaging with us online this morning. We're so glad to have you with us. The, the just it's, it's semantics, but it's a, it's a mental thing that this guy was saying when they when his church started changing the language to welcoming people to engage with them and inviting them to engage not just watch with them online yeah um, but we want you to engage with us online this morning in our service they watched people respond they gave them simple prompts during the service to respond and to use Good. their cell, cell phones to text in certain things yeah and they watched their engagement level skyrocket that's right um and it was crazy. So as we think about this idea of, of engagement, what are some things that you guys have learned about yeah. getting families to engage? And how can, what are some th- simple things that churches that as listeners right now could listen to and go, hey, I think I could think about this to help get some better engagement? Because a lot of people are asking that question in the Facebook groups. How do I get parents and families to engage? I love it. And, and that's the thing that we're trying to solve. And these, these resources, these digital resources are an easy way that you can add to your already planned service or already planned event. Like the, we did this space theme because a lot of y'all are doing maybe the Easter egg or you're doing something more traditional for Easter. We wanted something that you can add that, that adds a little bit of a thematic experience for the home. And it's an easy to do resource, but it's also an evangelistic tool. So one of the things I think that our heart is, and we want to partner with churches for engagement, but also for activation and mission-driven, you know, yes. outreach for your families. That because the thing about it, your the parents that you minister to, the children you minister to, are probably some of the best evangelists that you could ever equip. Um, and so, one of the things that we're excited about is even this Easter experience. We're going to create some tickets that you can brand yourself, that you can give to the family that they then can give to neighbors to participate in this online adventure as well. Cool. So again, one of the ways that I would encourage your, your children's ministry leaders that are listening is think of ways to activate the families and give them a missional approach, something they can mm. do together as a family at home, which has obviously been successful, whether it's, you know, the gummy bear recipe that we include in this experience with the Valentine's, or we're looking at putting a, a galaxy cookie recipe or something that's just simple add on that, that draws them to do an activity at home that they may already do on occasion, but it gives them a, a, a mission to do as a family combined with a cool devotional experience. But I think that's one recommendation is to try to think of ways to activate your parents and give them something to do missional as well as fun. Um, that's a big one. And then I think, think of your parents and what they're going through, particularly those that are still doing virtual church. Um, my sister-in-law had a testimony and she was just saying how she used one of our resources on a Sunday morning for her family. And she actually turned it on and let her kids do it. And she got to, and her and her husband got to actually kind of enjoy the service in the morning on their adult service. So again, that's been a challenge, virtual church at home, try to meet the needs of your families that are, that have children and, and what they can be using at home. Um, and I think, again, fun is what parents are looking for, too. Kids are engaged by fun. I think, too, yeah. what we're trying to do is create the digital content 
that looks like what the kids are experiencing. So you'll notice with the Easter one, it's very high driven animation, really good animation and quality production because that's what they're experiencing in the games they play and the YouTube stuff they watch and the television. So we're trying to, to match what, what they're already engaged with so that they'll be uh, attracted to this as well. Um, and then make it easy. So whatever you do yeah. to engage families, I think now more than ever, they're, they're overwhelmed. Some of them don't know how. Sometimes we say, Lee, here's a family devotion. <laughs> and a lot of parents don't even know how to lead a family That's devotion. Or they have the insecurities of, I don't know how to be a Bible teacher. I don't even, I don't even fully understand this. And I'm supposed to teach my children. So yeah. one of the best things I can do or recommend for you is to make it easy and make it to where it's almost done for them. So it's just a tool that they get to, to use and enjoy with their kids. Yes. I totally agree. And again, go back to some of the stuff I've said before on this podcast. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things, biggest mistake we made was throwing a bunch of stuff and saying, here, disciple your children. And then we get onto our Facebook groups and we gripe and complain because parents weren't doing it. And nobody <laughs> ever asked why. Why is that happening? Well, I, I can tell you why, because I've asked some parents. Nobody ever showed them how to do use it. Nobody showed them ever how to do it they weren't discipled themselves yeah. because most churches just convert them, so to speak, baptize them and then say, okay, join a small group and here you go, you know, and we don't really show them what discipleship really looks like, except for yeah. to go join a small group and maybe go find someplace to serve. There's more to following Christ than that. And, and so then to expect parents to take, stuff that we've trained our small group leaders to do our Sunday school right. teachers to do yeah, and expect them to take it and run with it. Yeah. That was just a big miss in my book. And I'm not being, trying to be mean and pick on people that did that. We reacted. Yeah. And that was the best reaction we had at the moment. But now that we've gone on, I hope that's not, I hope people are, are now going, Ooh, we need to respond, not react. And, and I like I what agree. you guys are saying here is that you're giving parents tools and then my, you know, whether, I don't know if you guys have this in your kit, but if not, I think churches that get this could easily record and say, here's, here's what it looked like. This is what we did. And we did this in yes. our home. And, and uh, because I think that's pretty powerful. I know, I know you guys even shared a video uh, it, <laughs> on your website. Mm -hmm. I believe it was your wife. Yeah. Um, but she talked about from a mom's point of view, which I thought Absolutely. was very well done. Thank you. Because at least she could say from real life, hey, this is what I experienced. <laughs> and and I thought that was brilliant because I think moms need to speak to moms and leaders, dads need to speak to dads, but show parents, hey, this can be done. And it's not that you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to get deep. You just have to be real with your kids and walk with them. Yeah. Um, and, and um, here's how to do it. And everything you're saying is, is I've thought about a lot about um, Epic Outreach and our team has one of the things I researched going along with what you just said, statistics say that only one in five churches say, say they actually prioritize training for parents. That's a pretty daunting statistic, but also even fewer provide any parenting guides or resources or discipleship as you described. I think we've talked a lot about family ministry and that trend of family ministry kind of fell to a children's pastor. And then we try to do that, but we're overwhelmed by church ministry and volunteer recruitment and all the things that we do to add another component to what we do 
was not possible. Yeah. What I believe we're trying to crack into as we build Epic Outreach is we want to have a family ministry outreach that walks alongside of a church that if you need tools to engage in disciple parents, to equip them to do devotions at home, that's kind of the heart behind some of our, our, our new awesome. stuff. And we're that's just good. getting started. We, we launched this in 2021. And by summer, we're going to have an at-home experience as well for families that can be modular and very customized that you can use for any event that you have that can be a component to engage families at home. Um, but I also believe too that it's important that we start looking at family ministry a little differently because I think COVID has, has we've, we have to reach them differently now, yeah. as well as really, as you said, I think it's, it's a trending conversation that needs a lot more ideas. So if yes. you're listening and you have some ideas, these are the things that we need to share in these community yes. groups and the kid ministry collective, because yes. I think all of us are searching for better ways. And ultimately the bottom line is, and you see this, and I've studied this too, God's heart is for the family. Mm. And he's for the well and, he, and parents, we all know they're the spiritual disciplers of their kids. They're the ones yep. that are ultimately the authority over their child and we should partner more with them. But yes. I think in my season of being a full-time children's pastor and even to today, I think we have a lot to learn in that area as kids yep. ministers. Yep. Agreed. A lot more questions to ask, a lot more conversations, and I look forward to having them with you and, and others. Um, we're definitely going to be stirring that pot in the KMC group <laughs> for sure. So, hey, if people want to listen and learn more about Epic, um, maybe think about bringing you guys in to their church for an in-person event um, and just to see all more of these resources, where do they need to go? You got it. You know, during COVID, we got to pivot and make a brand new website. We have a new website called epicministries.com. And of course, you can see us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Epic Outreach USA. So our, our nonprofit is Epic Outreach, but our main website is epicministries.com. Excellent. Hey, Brett, man, thanks for, for taking some time out of your schedule um, to join me. Um, it's good for our community to get to know you. Now we got to get Taylor on, so we'll work on that oh, yeah. um, and, and get him on uh, a future episode as well. But um, thanks, man, for taking time to be with me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to this episode. I got to believe you've been blessed and encouraged by this. I hope you have. And I hope that if anything, this does stir your heart to think about in a bigger way um, what you can do in both physical and digital presence uh, in your communities. Every church, regardless of the size, has opportunities that God has presented you. And now we need to step into it. And it is going to take a leap of faith and it is going to take some hard work. But um, that means you got to throw off some things that, that you don't need and take off those weights that hold you back and start running the race. Um, so, hey, know that you're not alone. Know that there's a community here in the Kid Ministry Collective that's for you. If you need help, reach out, um, message me, Go to head over to KMC Coach. You can set up a time to talk. I'm here. I will work with anybody and everybody because um, my job is to serve you. That's what God's asked me to do in this season. Um, and I'm all in. So I'm here to help and here to encourage you and pray for you. And uh, so if I can be of service, reach out, ask questions in the Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. So thanks again for listening. Uh, God bless you guys. I love you. My name is Tom Bump. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on this edition of the KMC. And we will look forward to catching you at another episode real soon.
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.